Hi, I'm Alexis Jenkins, one of the co-founders of Burgundy Fox, an e-commerce lingerie company and lifestyle brand. There are plenty of ups and downs while building a company. One of the hardest parts is moving past the limitations we make for ourselves and allow this journey to feel seamless. Welcome to Seamless, a podcast by Burgundy Fox. We're going to interview leading creative thinkers and entrepreneurs in beauty, business, and technology. Straight from the horse's mouth, you'll hear how they pushed boundaries, discovered more about themselves, and share where they are in this journey called life. Here's this week's episode. Hey everyone, it's Leslie, the co-founder and CEO of Burgundy Fox, and today I am with Lindsay Bishop of L. Bishop Photography. Nice to have you here. Hi, thanks. So I'm so glad that I uh, had the time and you had the time for us to connect in San Francisco. This worked out so perfectly. Like, just thought you could pop in for a little bit and have coffee and chat. Yeah, at your amazing office. Yeah, my new office. <laughs> so exciting. There's definitely something to be said for having your very own workspace exactly the way that you want it to look. Oh my gosh, it's so nice just to have a clean space outside the house and to get up and get dressed every day and have somewhere to go feel like you're on a mission. <laughs> I love that. Feeling like you're on a mission, like getting out yeah. and conquering the world. <laughs> Completely. That is so cool. So before you were here, you were working in a WeWork space. Yes, I was at WeWork for about a month. So not very long, but yeah, just as a temporary fix because I knew I needed to get out of the house and I didn't really know how or what to do. And that was just an immediate like go-to easy idea to get yourself out sometimes mm-hmm. I know and uh, being an entrepreneur it can be very lonely yeah and, it is. Mm-hmm. and I think we work I was really hoping to be able to gain more of that um collaboration and talking to more people and I did like the we work space but it was a little too tech driven I think for mm-hmm. what I was wanting um and it was like a temporary idea But really just trusting myself and knowing that I can wake up every day and go into a space, one, and it was a good way that um, it wasn't, like I could leave if I needed to. It was month to month. There wasn't a huge commitment with it. Yeah. So it was a good tester. Um, But with a smaller office like this, it's been really nice because I'm surrounded by other creative women, um, all females. There's not very many of us and it feels so much more personal. Um, and I think that my clients, when they come in too, are going to feel that. So that makes so much sense. So tell us a bit more about the collaboration that you found through. So you're a rising tide leader of San Francisco's Tuesday together group. Uh So tell us more about that and how you came into that role. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so I've kind of always craved that community side of my work Um, being a solopreneur is lonely, especially when you work from home. Um, and when you first get started, you sometimes feel like you're not doing as good at it as you hope to be. Um, so wanting just like others to be able to bounce that off of and kind of other people to boost you up and say like, Hey, I'm in that same place too. It's normal. Um, don't worry about it. That was kind of what I had always searched for. So when I moved out to San Francisco, I started doing like little happy hours for photographers and just connecting with a couple people over like a drink um, just once a month. It was going good, um, but somebody recommended that I look at Tuesdays Together Rising Tide. 
So I went to my first meeting. I was so nervous <laughs> because I knew nobody. You know, it's like that risk of like walking into a room where you know zero people and don't know what to expect. Um, but it went great. It was amazing. Like I connected instantly with so many faces. Um, I joke with like the girls that I sat next to like at that first meeting. They can recall my first time like going in and meeting them, and we're still good friends. Um, a couple months after going to meetings, the current leader, the leader at the time, stepped down and was looking for a replacement. And I was really hesitant at first on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that obviously like I had craved for a long time and like played with the idea of in my head with different structures. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't think like maybe I, I was like maybe I'm not the person for that. Like maybe I'm, I'm not like, good enough. Like all well, those kind of scripts you tell yourself. Yeah. Um, Nobody stepped up at first, and she posted again, and I was still hesitant, but I was like, here's, like, that little window to where it's, like, maybe that's a sign, like, nobody stepped up to it, like, I could just try, like, let's just see where that, like, I can push that comfort boundary a little bit. Um, yeah, so I, tr- I tried out, I guess, I applied um, and got the position, and, like, a month later, started leading, and, oh my gosh, it's been a whirlwind, it's been crazy, but I it's been so great for me. That's amazing. I'm so impressed that when you moved here from Texas, you just started hosting these happy hours yeah. <laughs> for strangers. Yeah. And you are a new person to this city. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so gutsy. Yeah, it was. It, I like can remember very vividly sitting in that first, like, if it's at like 4.30, so a little bit earlier before like a, like a bar or restaurant would get a little crowded. And I like, took a piece of paper and folded it in half and wrote like happy hour for photographers and like put it out on the table and just remember like sitting there by myself like please somebody show up (laughs) you know and they did and people came but I like I was so nervous like okay like if I just sit here for like an hour and go home by myself then fine but (laughs) just taking a risk and going for it to see if I can make some connections that's so, I'm imagining that picture in my mind and I can see it so vividly. That's yeah. such a, such a good story. Um, what would you say is the thing that being in this leadership position has taught you about yourself and about people? Yeah. Confidence immediately comes to mind. Um, again, like I said, I was like hesitant to even become a leader or to even apply to be a leader because of those stories I put in my head. Um, I've done a lot of deep diving into myself in the past year along with the Rising Tide position um, and just finding my own way into leadership. Um, I always pictured being a boss as this very like structured thing that I didn't fit into. Um, so seeing one, like I was a boss, I am a boss, like I have my own company. Yes. <laughs> so seeing myself in that role and then also communicating to others that they should see themselves like that has been really great. So confidence for me and then leading that like confidence into others and like fueling that with them. Wow, it gives me chills. It really does to <laughs> think about you finding that confidence and then making an effort to really instill yeah. that in all the people around you. Yeah is really inspiring it's really important um to keep giving back after you've gotten something I've always just like kept in my mind like even that first like happy hour I did sitting by myself like that feeling of being like a stranger in a room kind of thing so every meeting I make like the 
biggest point to introduce myself to new people and immediately bring them to somebody else that might be relative for them and connect them with somebody right there that they can start a conversation with because mm-hmm. I think it's so important to like feel welcomed and into that and that boosts your confidence as well yeah and then taking it a step further and asking that person like what they're good at and trying to highlight that into our meeting so finding a place for them to raise their voice as well very cool I have to ask you, I want to know more about your photography. Yeah. So you um, photograph infants and yes. mothers. Yeah. So how did that come about? Yeah. Um, okay. So I told you earlier, I was a nanny. Um, I started my photography career right around the time when I was getting married. I was also a nanny then. And I thought I had to photograph weddings, really. I thought that was like the key to success as a photographer, or that's like the make it or break it, you have to be in the wedding industry. I did not like the wedding industry. (laughs) Um, I didn't like the person I had to be in that position. Um, With weddings, you have to be very assertive. Um, You just have to be able to call the shots very quickly um, and be very like outwardly confident to everybody. Um, and weddings are so fast-paced. Everything goes crazy that day, and you're trying to keep it all into the zone. Um, when I moved to San Francisco and I was still nannying, I realized the reason I was still nannying was because I didn't want to leave that connection I had with families. So every family I nannied for, um, three different families, all with newborns um, to the ages of like three-ish. Mm-hmm. So I had grown deep connection with each of them, like so deep. And I didn't want to leave that connection. In every scenario, I didn't want to walk away from that. I wanted to stay connected with that family. Um, I began trying out photographing families, mm-hmm. which honestly in the photography world gets like the undercut. Like people seem to say like, if you're big, you're in the wedding industry, but, like, the family stuff is just, like, the side gig, like, right. what you have to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, I started making my own kind of thing out of it and photographing newborns and finding a space for families that, like, I really loved and finding that connection with them. Um, and, like, it blossomed from there, honestly. I stopped nannying. Um, kids got older. <laughs> kids grow. <laughs> and I started pursuing that, like, newborn and family career a lot more. To where I could still keep connections with families because I photograph them at newborn and then again like six months and a year and follow up. So like I still have the intimacy with every family I work with. That is so cool. I love that story that you found your own niche that was really true to who you are yeah. and who what you care about. Yeah. Versus going along with the trend. Right. Because that just sounds painful to right. put yourself in a place that doesn't really feel natural right. and exciting to and you. And some people really love weddings. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's like whatever fuels your passion. Because this is what fulfilled me every day. Part of the reason I wasn't leaving that side job is because I was still feeling so fulfilled from that. Right. So if you're feeling fulfilled in any path, like you should look into that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Um, one thing that is very top of mind for Burgundy Fox is encouraging women to love their bodies and to yeah. care for themselves. Yeah. So I would love to know from your perspective of having seen all these families and also being a boss, yeah. what does, what does loving your body mean to you? Yeah. Okay. So funny enough, um, about two months
months ago, I had boudoir photos taken of me. Oh, <laughs> and I had not done that ever before. I was very nervous. Um, but I was telling myself, I encourage moms five days after giving birth to step in front of a camera. That's nerve-wracking. Yeah. And if I'm going to do that, then I need to be able to own my everyday body and be proud of it. I love that. So, yeah, I did. And it was such an empowering, like, confident-building experience because I was celebrating where I was right then. So, for so long, I think many of us tell ourselves, like, when you're skinny, when you're better, when you're stronger, when you're this, when you're that... And I threw all that out the window and said, right now, mentally, I'm so strong. Right now, I'm on that path of doing everything like awesome and I'm fulfilling my career and I'm leading a community and all these really neat things that I should be celebrating myself. So I took it in and, and it was great. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy that yeah. you said that. Yeah. Because it's right. I, I started thinking about boudoir myself yeah. and I was thinking about what, what boudoir means yeah. and why do people do it? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of the best analogy that I could th- that I could think of was like getting a tattoo. Yeah. Where oftentimes I so I have one tattoo and it's really small, but I remember everything that was happening in my life that moment that I got the uh-huh. tattoo. Yeah. And so it's just a reminder of that point in time. Right, exactly. You're recording a memory. I mean, that's what every photographer is aiming to do, to record something like specific. So it wasn't about recording my perfect body in that moment. Um, it was recording this really important time where I felt really empowered about myself. I love that yeah. so much. Well, uh, Lindsay, tell us where we can find you. Yeah, so I'm L Bishop Photography in San Francisco, California. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at lbishopphotography, or you can check out my website, just www.lbishopphotography.com. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks Amazing. for being on Seamless. Yes, thank you. Thanks for listening to Seamless. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Need help updating your underwear drawer? Let us do the work. We curate lingerie and underwear that's suited just for your body. We provide monthly and quarterly deliveries of premium products. Just head over to burgundyfox.com and subscribe. We'd also love to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram at burgundyfoxco and feel free to DM or shoot us an email at hello at burgundyfox.com. And listen, take care of yourself today. Slow down and enjoy your coffee. Pick up a book that you've been dying to read or enjoy some time outside. You really do deserve it. Until next time, later guys.